Thank you for welcoming us onto your headphones. I'm Eddie. Huh. I'm by myself today. And this is the rollback. And folks, today I'll be talking about VHS 1994. Uh, if you're not familiar with the VHS franchise, it's been going since, I want to say, 2012. Uh, and yes, you do have me all to yourselves today. Yes, Fernie is out dealing with some kind of frivolous lawsuit, and I believe Chema is eloping right now. So you've got me all to yourselves aren't you so lucky now like i said i want to talk about vhs 94 today now for those of you who aren't familiar it started out in 2012 was is when the first vhs came out uh it was a solid first horror film it was found footage now it's not the first anthology horror series but because it's found footage it has its own little like niche within a niche uh not everyone's cup of tea but to its credit, the graininess, the fact that it's, you know, a VHS, which for you kids nowadays that don't know what a VHS is, think of it like a DVD. Oh, God, you don't know what DVDs are. Okay, before they had files on computers, you had to get a movie from a DVD. A DVD was a disc that you burned the DVD, the DVD on. A VHS is like a DVD. Just, just cast your minds back if you can, please. That said, though... Uh, the first VHS, again, solid. Uh, second one, yeah, a little more hit and miss. Um, then there was VHS Viral. But this one, VHS 94, I, I strongly recommend it. It takes the franchise back to its roots in the best way possible. More disturbing uh, horror rather than, you know, just like grainy, oh no, scary footage. VHS 94, you know goes back to the best parts of the original. The original was solid. You know, we might talk about that maybe in a future episode. But again, 94. There's a through line in this one, much like the other films. Uh, the through line is, um, I guess, God, how what would you call it? Holy hell? It's basically like a SWAT team narrative. Um, the film opens with, like, people in a, in a video room with their eyes gouged out. One woman just counts down from 10 to nothing. And she has, like, a really auto-tuned voice meant to be kind of creepy. And that's when the SWAT team busts in. Apparently, they're there to raid for, like, drugs or something like that. Uh, and through this uh, through this through line is where we get to see all these video tubes playing out throughout the facility that they're raiding. Uh, now, the first of these is called Storm Drain. Uh, ooh, Storm Drain. Okay. So, it follows this reporter uh, named Holly and her cameraman, Jeff... We're doing a story about an urban local legend called the Rat Man. And, you know, you, you know, it's a little more schlock that you would expect from, like, a local news anchor and whatnot. Um, you know, she's trying to build her career, but then she decides, you know what, let's go in deeper. Like, initially, the guy, uh, her producer, suggests that they do some you know, videotaping near the entrance of the tunnel. But then they slowly start to go in a little bit just to look around, and they find some some clothes. And she and Holly's kind of like, no. What if there's people living down here? Like, the, like the, they need to know about this, you know. And the richest country in the world, and people are living in sewers. And they go in deeper and deeper. And God damn it! Once they go in too far, they can't come back. Um, so they end up finding uh, dwellers in the sewers. Ends up being this cult that that uh, worships Ratman, but. Uh, when Ratman makes his appearance, he does not look like a rat, folks. He looks like this, um, this garish beast with, like, a baby, like, a doll face at the very front of his nose. But it's, like, a weird 
creature that's on all four legs and spits this viscous goo that will melt your fucking face. Like, let me be very clear. Even though the footage is very grainy, that works to their that works to their advantage because it looks fucking horrendous. It looks like an actual snuff film. Um, and then after that, they decide, uh, you know, they they kill Jeff with this viscous goo, and they decide maybe they're gonna kill Holly with this goo. She screams, but inevitably she survives. There's a commercial for the ve- for the veggie masher, which good for the veggie masher. You know, poor timing, but nonetheless, and Holly ends up living uh she somehow got rescued uh jeff is still missing uh but she's doing a report when she starts to just say the words Radma, you know ratman Radma, whatever um confusing her co-anchor she begins to spit out this black liquid that you know is reminiscent of the other guy uh from the from before um and she just vomits this viscous goo on her co-anchor he screams and dies. She's screaming. You know, the whole newsroom, like, goes nuts. And uh, Holly, yeah, apparently she's been brainwashed, I guess, by the cult. Maybe it's the liquid. Uh, she yells, hail Ratman. And then it's kind of, like, insinuated that she died from that. Because that's how the other guy did. But, eh, fuck do I know. Back to the framing story, though. Officers are going deeper into the building. Uh, it appears to be, again, like a cult building almost there's mannequins everywhere there's a giant screen and then we get another video this one called the empty wake now the empty wake i actually really like it i thought it could be like its own actual horror film i don't i'm sure you could milk an hour and a half for netflix on this one um essentially it takes place at a funeral home a young woman by the name of Haley. um her bosses stick her with hosting the wake for a man named uh andrew edwards um he's the guy from the previous one, I believe. Anyway, that said, uh, Andrew's family, you know, requested that, you know, this whole thing be recorded and whatnot. Um, she's stuck. You know, she's the new employee. She gets the, the shit duty, which, you know, as we all do. Um, but slowly throughout the segment, shit gets creepier and creepier and creepier. Uh, it begins with, she hears a knock uh, come from the fucking coffin at one point, which makes her think, oh no, he's alive. She tries to, like, work up the courage to open the thing, but to no avail, she does She does not have the courage, which, yeah, don't blame her. Um, one man shows up, gets, like, a really weird prayer, gets up abruptly, and leaves. Um, and she's just there by herself with this dead body with this really, really creepy, all-around, like, tone to it. And then it's revealed that, uh, that Andrew... Committed suicide. He died. He, he uh, Haley gets a call from her friend Sharon, revealing that Andrew died via suicide while leaping off a church. Um, power cuts out. The button goes down. I believe there's a storm going on, and you know the noise from the casket continues. It falls over, and sure enough, the son of a bitch Andrew is alive. Which, if that's not fucking terrifying, you only see his back, and you assume, oh, he's alive. Turns around, nah, half his head's missing. Fuck that noise. But he's unable to find her because he doesn't have his eyes. That said, she's kind of like crawling around trying to dodge him to the best of her abilities. When the top half of his fucking face, just like his eye just like looks at her and then boom, he's able to find her. He runs at her. I'm assuming she gets killed. Um, And kind of, you know, goes to black. Um... 
Now, back to the framing story. Um, the officers beca- uh, find the sewage system. You know, there's mannequins, upside down crosses. It, it appears that there's a ma- massive cult there. Um, they try to get out, but a voice says, forever starts right now. And another television begins to play another one. And this, I'll, I'll give it this, the subject, not my favorite segment from this one. It's, it's probably my least favorite. That's just because of how, like, sad it is, I think, to me. So, the subject uh, it happens in Indonesia. Uh, there's two kids, uh, they, not two kids, I'm sorry, two adults that have been kidnapped, a man and a woman. Um, and they're being experimented on by this crazed scientist who turns them into, like, human android weapons. Like, something straight out of anime, which, I mean, fuck, man, a horror anime movie might work. But that said, um, just sad. He 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 lobotomizes and and amputates and turns them into these huge mechanized monsters. Uh, it's revealed though that uh, and I guess to their credit, it goes from like a v- POV shot of him talking about you know his experiments to a POV of the experiments themselves, particularly the woman who he's turned into like this gun-toting weapon. Um, SWAT team comes in, shoots him. Fair enough. But then the SWAT team turns their guns to to the girl. And she has to run away. And then a huge chase ensues. And then the SWAT team is being mercilessly killed left and right by the dude from the beginning. Who turns into this cyber android thing that has like buzzsaws for hands and sword for hands. So it's just a snuff film all the way through. And then the SWAT leader justifiably wants to kill these two because... They seem dangerous, not realizing that they possibly still retain some of their humanity. There is a sweet moment where there's a girl, uh, well, a woman, I'm sorry, calling for help, saying hello. Like, am I dead? Like, is this heaven? Is this hell? What is this? And the from the POV shot, she disconnects her wire and lets her die in peace. Like, you know, puts an end to her suffering, which, yeah, that's enough to humanize her to me. That said, uh, again, movie just goes off the fucking wall from that point forward um action scene after action scene the girl the 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 female android the male android it's just an all-out brawl including the SWAT team which there's one moment where the leader of the SWAT team is seemingly the most deranged and the most monstrous of anybody there he's just beating the hell out of this female android with not just blood on him but her blood meaning the the like mechanical like oil uh, spilling all over him and he's he's manic about to kill her when he gets shot from behind from the like the one I don't want to say cowardice um, but like the one who didn't want to hurt the androids uh, that said though um, that said though you know seemingly like it's over we cut to security footage showing that the female android stands up and walks away not knowing what the hell have ever happened to her. Um, I can't imagine how terrifying it would be to look into like a mirror and see like a camera where your face is supposed to be. That's besides the story. So back to the SWAT team. Um, it's it's then shown that Nash and Petro have kidnapped Spivey. Uh, the rest of the team is seemingly either dead or searching for them. Um, one of the officers says forever starts right now in front of a wall of TV screens, right? Um, all of a sudden, it, it, it's shown uh, another, quite frankly, I don't mind this last one, terror. Uh, it's kind of the last 
segment, sort of. So Tara is, shows a militia group uh, way out in bumblefuck nowhere. Um, I want to say, God, it, it can't be Texas. Maybe Oklahoma? I'm not sure. Um, anyway, so, so, these, so these monsters, right? Uh, they're like white domestic terrorists wanting to blow up a building, wanting to, to, to just, you know, cause havoc. And they shoot a man in the face. They shoot a man in the face and all I think is, oh, okay, that's them, like, you know, shooting a reporter or whatnot. Nope. 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 That is incorrect. He is not, I don't want to say he's a bad guy, but he, he turns out to be a fucking vampire. Um, so what it is, is they shoot this guy, drain his blood, uh, because it's combustible with the sun. So what they plan on doing is um, using the liquid to stage an explosion, a bombing at a major building. Um, and then you just see the, these idiots, these self-righteous assholes who think that they've been sent by God to to wage a righteous war on on uh, on on America and save the country, you know, for 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 the white man. And, and it's just it's look straight up. Like, I didn't like these guys at all. So when they all get killed, I'm cool with it. I'm 110% cool with it when these guys get killed. I'm sorry. It just, I am. That said, though, um, it's these guys planning this domestic terrorist moment. When, uh, the night before they're about to do it, uh, two of these dipshits are drunk and they decide to go fuck with the vampire. Vampire, shockingly, escapes. Uh, again, like karma. Karma's a bitch. And I, again, I don't hold it against this vampire to want to slaughter these white redneck uh, white supremacists. So vampire goes off, starts slaughtering them. It comes down to about three of them versus the the vampire. They go in with the whole mentality of we will avenge our fellow cohorts, and they get picked off one by one by one. And you know what? I am fucking okay with it. Um. Yeah, so the vampire just ends up, you know, they, they fight, they brawl. The vampire ends up getting exposed to sunlight, blowing up the whole building, and that's the end of Terror, which I actually thought was the most possibly disturbing because it seems accurate that there would be some dipshits that think that they're saving the country by committing a domestic terrorist. It, it's just, they're so unlikable. I can't help but not like these guys. That said, we go into the final part of the film, the final part of the through line with the SWAT soldiers, with the SWAT team. Uh, majority of the, of the SWAT team now dead. Uh, the only guy that's alive, Slater. Uh, it's revealed that Petro and Nash um, are actually, like, not cults but, like, they're members of a snuff fetish cult thing where they make these films and distribute them. Um, they're gonna kill him, but again, you don't really feel bad about it because Slater's the guy that gave that militia all those guns and whatnot. Uh, crooked cop, bad cop, white supremacist. Um, and so they kill him. They beat him to death with a camera, and then Petro and Nash kind of like, so do we call this one? And the movie ends. Uh, very abrupt. Uh, not a very long film, under two hours, well under the two hour mark. It's only about an hour and a half, give or take. Solid horror film, solid return to form for VHS, solid Halloween movie, honestly. Um, I would recommend this to people. Obviously, only we have the stomach for it because... Uh, it's... 
not easy to watch if you have a light stomach. So I don't recommend, you know, don't go into it expecting nothing. That said, though, it is, as of the time of this recording at least, uh, Shudder's biggest movie premiere ever with record-setting viewership numbers for the platform. Shudder being a horror, you know, horror-based streaming service. Hopefully, they continue to expand. Apparently, there's another one coming out called uh, VHS 99 that's going to deal with... uh, Not COVID-19, I'm sorry. The Y2K uh, craze that was happening at the early 2000s. Really looking forward to that one, if I'm being honest with you. But that said, this movie, it's solid horror. I would give it like a B. I guess like a what? Yeah, B. B minus. Would I ever watch it again? Probably. I, I imagine it'd be a lot more fun to watch it with friends, just so you can shit talk the thing and, you know, what you would do or wouldn't do. But yeah, nonetheless, that was your review of VHS 1994. Um, feel free to like and subscribe. We'd greatly appreciate it. Go to our YouTube channel. We'd greatly appreciate it. Uh, check back in with us. So listen to our other podcasts. They're great, especially when you got me. Uh, that said, I've been Eddie, and this was The Rollback. We'll see everybody.